finding redemption in Christ through biblical healing. That's our topic today, friends, and it is such a good one. We are going to listen as Brittany shares her life story of choices that she's made in her younger years, how they've affected her, her health, her mental health, and all the things, and how she sought Christ to find redemption and biblical healing. Before we jump in, there's a few things we got to start with. One, this episode is incredible, and I highly encourage every woman to listen to it, to open our eyes. Even if we haven't experienced the same things that Brittany has, we can still choose empathy and listen to other women's stories and help them to walk through that. With that being said, today's topic is... um, sensitive for younger ears, I guess is how you would say it. Today we are talking about things that maybe you want to put in your headphones for. So just FYI, it's my disclaimer because I would want to know if my kids are around too, but it's a thousand percent an episode that you need to finish. Before we jump all the way in and I introduce you to my friend Brittany, let me tell you first what Claiming Simplicity had to say about the podcast. She says, I appreciate your boldness and speaking truth to the world. I can't wait to hear more episodes and get connected with even more like-winded women. Y'all, thank you so much for posting these reviews on Apple Podcasts. Take 60 seconds and do it really quick if you have it already. And Spotify too. I'm on all the podcast episodes. But what this helps does is it helps tell the big computer Apple that, hey, people like this podcast. And so then podcasts will in turn share it to more women. And that's our goal. We want the hope and love of Christ to be shared across the world to every woman who needs it, right? Amen, friends? Amen. So I appreciate you doing that. Also, if you're not in our Facebook group, join us today, right now. Go. Link is below. Now I get the pleasure of introducing Brittany. Let me read her bio. Brittany is a work-from-home wife and mom of two littles living in Fargo, North Dakota. She recently left her network marketing company after six years despite being in the top percent in order to pursue her passion for abortion recovery ministry. God is placing a calling on her life to use something that the enemy meant for her destruction to instead rescue women from self-made prisons of shame and guilt. Brittany shares her story in love and hopes to minister to women by sharing the healing power of the gospel and to also empower women to choose life for their unborn children. I told you all this would be a fantastic episode, so grab a warm cup of coffee and let's dig in. Hey friend, welcome to the Abundant Woman Collective Podcast. Do you want to grow in your faith and have an intimate relationship with Jesus? Do you wake up with big ambitious goals only to be overwhelmed and frustrated when you're way too busy and forgot to prioritize your time with him again? Hey, I'm Sam and I too was someone who craved a deeper relationship but was too busy to make it happen. I felt overwhelmed at trying to fit him in and wished I could be confident in my faith and identity. I wanted to read the Bible and actually understand what I was reading but I kept telling myself that I didn't have the time, the know-how, or the discipline or tools to make it happen until I found a little secret to get rid of the Christian checklist. In this podcast, you will find biblical truth, hope-filled conversations with women who are right where you are, and all of the practical tools to implement so that you will be able to deepen your relationship with Jesus. So grab your copy, Bible and pen, and let's dig in. 
Hey friends, welcome to another episode of the Abundant Woman Collective podcast. I'm your host, Sam, and I'm so excited to be in your earbuds today. Today we have my new Instagram friend turned real life friend turned podcast friend, (laughs) Brittany. And you've already heard a little bit about her bio in the intro, but today I am excited and hopeful for this conversation. We are going to be talking about finding redemption in Christ through biblical healing. And so Brittany, thank you so much for coming on, sharing your story with us today. If you want to start with maybe just sharing some of your story, and then we will hop into some of the training you have for us. Yeah. Thank you so much, Sam, for having me. I am super excited to get to chat with your, with your ladies that listen in, I guess. I can just kind of start from the beginning. When I was 17 years old, I found myself in a secret relationship with a boy and I had just lost my dad a year and a half prior. And I was kind of trying to heal myself from the pain and grief that I was experiencing. And in the midst of this secret relationship, and when I say that, I mean, like, my mom was the one I was trying to hide that from. I ended up finding out that I was pregnant. Mm. (laughs) And what ensued was lies and deception and determination to keep living that double life that I had created for myself. And so I ended up choosing to have an abortion in my state through this law called judicial bypass, which is a law in many states uh, that allows minors to obtain an abortion without parental consent. And so that that choice that I thought was going to allow me to continue to live in secret has haunted me for about 12 years now. Thank you for sharing Mm -hmm. your story here with us. How did this choice affect your faith and your health? So that's a great question. I was raised a Christian. I had a loving Christian family and Jesus was, I mean, Jesus was very important. And so I knew Jesus, but after the loss of my dad, I drew away from him and really just was not walking with the Lord at all. Mm. And so after after I made that choice, I didn't feel like I deserved a relationship with the Lord. I had done that in my mind, that one thing that was too big or too bad. And so I just, you know, sought that relationship, but didn't feel like I deserved it and never felt like it was complete. And I went down a deep, dark hole of mental health issues for years. That's yeah. I can't imagine. That's how you struggled right after was your mental health. Yeah. Yeah. So along with that, I guess just kind of um, what a lot of women who end up, you know, regretting their abortions afterwards Mm -hmm. will go down that path of mental health issues to the point where they are physically doing things to themselves. Um, One thing I struggled with was, you know, heavily drinking, not respecting my body, Uh, promiscuity. Some women will develop, you know, violent behaviors towards themselves, like cutting, um, suicidal thoughts, things like that. Where do you think the enemy sort of played a role in this? Like what did, what were some of the lies he was telling you? So he, he's a sly 
Yes. Lie, father of lies. Um, so, you know, leading up to making that choice, it was, oh, it's, you know, that's not a baby. You, you know, you'll, you're going to be okay. And then immediately after it's, you just murdered you, therefore you must die, you know, using, using scripture against what it actually is supposed to mean. And um, picking those pieces out and just trying to make you feel worthless. How long did that go on for? Several years. I kind of entered into a state of trying to grow in my faith again when I was, so I was 17 when I made the choice. Around the time I turned 25 is kind of when I you know, graduated college, you know, started reading Christian books. Uh, One of the books that kind of helped me get on this path was The Circle Maker, actually. Yeah. Yeah. It just, I found that my prayer life just grew and I still felt you know, for many years after that, I still felt, you know, kind of like an arm's length from God, but that was kind of that little seed planted to help me grow in my faith. And I wasn't drinking excessively and, you know, that kind of thing. That's yeah, that's a good book. How after that you sort of are alluding to it, but how did you find forgiveness and healing after your decision? So I ended up getting married in 2018 and I did tell my husband prior to getting married. I just felt like knowing that he was pro-life, I felt like that was something I needed to tell him to give him an out. And of course, you know, I was met with patience and love by him and he didn't run away. And uh, shortly after we got married, I actually found out that I was um, expecting our first child and she's amazing. But I felt such an overwhelming sense of shame and guilt when I found out that I was having her because I had told myself um, and the enemy had been, you know, bugging in my ear that I was not worthy enough to be a mother and that I didn't deserve to ever have children. And so that joyous time had a dark cloud kind of looming over. Mm. And uh, you had asked me how it affected my health a few hours after my daughter was born my nurse came in to check me. And before I knew it, my room was flooded with medical personnel. And my husband was holding my daughter. And there was a nurse there trying to kind of distract him, because I was actually hemorrhaging. Mm. And so I just remember, you know, my doctor rushing in shouting orders, the nurses all, you know, just kind of working really hard. Um, you know, yelling out medications. And I just remember laying there and looking up at the ceiling and thinking this is the exact punishment that I have been waiting to come. And, you know, thankfully, they were able to get my hemorrhaging under control um, without too many medical interventions. Uh, I didn't have to have a blood transfusion, but it was very close. Uh, But I went home from the hospital with my daughter and my husband and spent the next few months in deep postpartum depression and guilt because I then, you know, I was, you know, begging God for my life. But then when I was able to leave the hospital, I had the enemy in my ear saying, you didn't deserve to, to live, you know, you don't deserve this. And so I was, 
you know, battling suicidal ideation and depression for months. Um, and by the grace of God, I got through it, but I certainly was not healed. And so I reasoned with God and just said, you know, thank you for saving me. Thank you for my daughter. But I just am not going to have any more children. You don't have to punish me because I will punish myself. Mm. And I believe God has a sense of humor. <laughs> and um, he answered that by giving me my son. And so I found out I was pregnant again. And I, again, just kind of went through that cycle of shame, guilt, but also fear because I was afraid that I wouldn't make it this time. And so um, I did have a second postpartum hemorrhage. Thankfully, it was very manageable. It was not traumatic like the first time. Um, my medical team was able to get everything under control very quickly. But I knew that I couldn't go home from the hospital and have that dark period of my life again. And so I reached out to a friend of mine um, who I knew also was post-abortive. And I just said, I need help. <laughs> I don't know what to do, but I really need some help. And um, in God's timing, <laughs> because it's always perfect, she was actually going to be facilitating a post-abortion Bible study the very next week. Mm. And so, yeah. And so I joined that Bible study and that was almost a year ago at this point. And it just totally, totally biblically healed me. And I was able to recognize that, that I wasn't too far um, from being forgiven. And now he has told me to go and tell. So that is what I do now. <laughs> I, man, I love it. I kept thinking while you were talking, like, this, the scripture, when it says that the enemy went for meant for evil, like he will use for good and how you are doing mm -hmm. such a brave and amazing thing now by sharing this. So you can impact other women pre and post abortive. Right. And that mm -hmm. is so cool. Is that one of the reasons you decided to share your story publicly? Yeah. So he, um, God had been working on me. He even had been working on me before I found out I was pregnant with my son. Mm -hmm. um, I would actually go for runs outside and listen to Christian music. And I remember um, One Step Away by, um, uh, it's blinking in my mind who the artist is for that. But um, One Step Away, I think it's Casting Crowns, came on. And um, the first line is what... Um, what if you could go back and relive that one day over again and unmake the mistake? And I just broke down crying the first time that it came on. And I know now that God was starting to work on me, that he is rising up women because other women need help. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. So good. And honestly, it is one of the reasons that this podcast exists because we can read all the books. We can listen to all the famous preachers, but really what transformation happens and takes place is when normal people, you and I, we open up and share our story 
in hopes of connecting with and pointing people to Jesus. Like there is power in your story and there's power in what he has done through you. I love that you didn't give up and that you didn't let the enemy win and that you're right. He is such, he's the father of lies. He's the father of this crap <laughs> and that yes. you didn't let <laughs> him get a hold of you too tightly. You know what I mean? To make mm -hmm. rash decisions because now here you are today. What? So, okay. So we're going to jump into the training in just a minute, but I do want to know, mm -hmm. so like you were raised knowing Jesus and mm -hmm. you made this decision and then you still felt years of grief and shame from it. And then you talk about this Bible study. Do you think Two questions. One, that your relationship with Jesus looks different even from a year ago. And do you, what was like the turning point? Like, when did you snap out of it? That's not the right phrase, but like switch. Like, when did it happen? So I believe that my, my relationship with Jesus is constantly growing. Um, I think it always will, but I absolutely feel that it's different than it was even a year ago. And you know, a year ago, I hadn't gone through my healing, but I mean, if someone would have asked me, I would have said, absolutely. I feel saved because, you know, I was reading my Bible every day and I was doing all of the things, but I, you know, I hadn't found that full, like redemptive healing. So it's definitely different. I would also say it's different in a way where I know that there are going to be times as a Christian where it's not going to be easy and I'm still mm -hmm. going to go through trials in my life, but I also know that I need to lean on him instead of turn away from him. Like I did in the past, you know, I, I can say with certainty that, you know, I'm not going to be perfect, but I will desire to lean on him through those times. I just kind of surrendering to him throughout that Bible study and then sharing my story publicly for the first time was kind of that turning point of, okay, this is where he needs me. <laughs> if yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. And I love that we serve a God who like, honestly, in all the ways that we mess up in sin, it has to be so heartbreaking, even <laughs> for like the things every day, the line, this, whatever, you know, but that he is so patient with us and that he's mm -hmm. also a gentleman with us. He's not a God that's going to force his way on us. Right. Even though sometimes I'm like, God, I wish you would have just snatched me up out of this and fixed it all. But like, that's not how it works. And that it sounds like you went through a process and I know I've gone through different processes and he had to just wait so patiently for Sam to get his stuff together yes. and recognize. Right. And then capture my heart in a different way and show me that there's no sin too bad and show me that mm -hmm. all of these things that were before this, like, connect, like there's a point, you know, where it's like before this, even if it's not necessarily salvation, right? Like, yes, there's this point of salvation. That's like before this, I was this person and then I got saved. But even sometimes in our life, our journey, it's man, I was still struggling with this. And then God met me and then he changed my heart again. And then he pointed me the right way, right? Spanked me probably. I'm just kidding. And then <laughs> pointed me the right way. And now I live this way. And it sounds like through this Bible study and introduction and sharing your story that you have received that. And I, I love that because he is so patient, even though I feel like sometimes we just keep going in circles, like <laughs> keep yes. craziness. 
Okay. Let's talk about four ways, um, that we can find redemption through biblical healing. Absolutely. Uh, so I firmly believe that we all, all need to be spending time reading our Bibles daily. Yes. And, and I know, yes, <laughs> I know a lot of people say, Oh, but I I'm reading this great devotional. Mm-hmm. Like devotionals are amazing and great and you should still read them but they're not the Bible. Yes, they pull out scripture and they kind of break some scripture down and apply it to real life. So they are great tools. But for myself, I have started, you know, a Bible reading plan Mm -hmm. and I can feel every single day in my relationship with God getting closer and closer. It can be intimidating, but I would just encourage if you're not doing this, set aside five to 10 minutes a day and just you know, maybe find a Bible reading plan on the Bible app, the version Bible app, or, you know, just pick um, a book out of the Bible to start with and just five to 10 minutes read. And you're going to see how your relationship with God grows Mm -hmm. each day. Uh, It's going to make discernment clearer too. (laughs) Yes. I also, so my next step I would recommend is finding a good church home. I feel like the last two years have kind of created in us, you know, I've been guilty of this too, but we'll watch church at home mm-hmm. uh, and at the, com- and the comfort of our PJs on the couch. And I'm, I'm not going to say I haven't done that, but having a church home, a place where you feel welcomed and you look forward to going and you feel like you want to go there on more than just Sunday is so important. And if you're in a church right now and you don't feel that way about your church, it's okay to look for something else. Just, you know, try a new church in town um, because having that church home as a foundation is going to give you community with other Christians and just really kind of help you on that journey of finding true redemption in your relationship with God. Yeah. It's so important. <laughs> yeah. Cause we are not, I love number one. Yes. We talk about it all the time here, but then, yeah, you're so right because we, one, we're not meant to do life alone. Like God literally created us for community with him, but also with other believers I can't tell you how many times I text my small group, even the women in my small group. And I'm like, I'm struggling with this. Pray for me here. My kids are a hot mess. Help us all. Like so many times. And if I didn't have them, yes, I turned to God. But like, if I didn't have them to like, they'll write back with scripture or they'll be, yes, Mm -hmm. we're praying right now. Or like that community, not just a church where you go and you hide, Though Mm -hmm. getting fed is very important, but you know what I mean? Like that community is what you're talking like people that are trying to love Jesus more and want to do life together. Yes, exactly. And as someone who definitely spent many years going to church and hiding, literally walking in, listening to the sermon and immediately leaving. No one talks to me. Finally, (laughs) yes, that was me for so long. And then finally, just, you know, surrendering and, you know, craving that community. It is so worth it. It's worth the uncomfortable feelings at first. (laughs) Yeah. It it can definitely be uncomfortable shopping for churches. Yes, definitely. So third, that actually kind of segues really well, because third, (laughs) you know, seek out 
a trusted friend or support group or a small group in your church. It doesn't even have to be, you know, if you're thinking about things that we seek redemption for, you know, obviously abortion, um, addiction, you know, abuse, Mm -hmm. you know, things that we struggle with, so many people struggle with. There are groups for those things, but if you're listening to this and you don't really feel like you're ready for that or you like fit with that, you know, a small group is a great way to start. Um, But seek out that trusted friend or group um, because while it is, you know, one of the hardest steps, you know, you have to really let your guard down and be vulnerable. We are not meant to face these things alone. You know, like you said, God created us to be in community with each other. And that can be such a big step in helping you learn how to surrender and, you know, find those resources. You know, you might meet somebody that is struggling with the same thing you are. You can feel comfort in the fact that if you're joining a sort of support group for whatever you're going through, every single person in that room is literally dealing with the same thing. Mm -hmm. So they're not going to be judging you when you walk in because they have the same thing. They have the same scar that you have. You can grow to heal them together instead of alone. If you're listening and you're like, well, that's not me, my thing, right? Isn't big. I want to encourage you that unless you're home in heaven, we all have things. We are all working on Mm -hmm. sanctification and becoming more like Jesus and loving more and those sort of things. So it might be, it might not be addiction. It might be lying or gossiping, or maybe Mm -hmm. I just want to be more holy, try and be more like Jesus, right? Those are all applicable here too. You can still be in community with other people who will spur you on. I will caution that I do love, I love community groups, but those are different than intentional small groups studying the word of God. Community groups, from what I've seen in some churches are like, let's bake sourdough together. Yes, friend, go bake the dough. But what we are talking about is the group where you do life together or you spur each other on in scripture. If I'm, if I'm calling Brittany and I'm like, yo girl, I am struggling so hard on X, Y, Z. She's not, man, let's go get drinks or man, here's a pity party. Or, you know, she's like, girl, let me pray for you right now. Or let's pull up scripture together. That kind of doing life with each other, discipleship, like together, we're running after Jesus together. Yes, exactly. No, I, (laughs) the community, it's not that the community groups are bad, but absolutely. You you definitely, yeah, you definitely need the scripture component and the biblical component to be, you need to be a part of at least one group that really focuses on that. If not more, it's never bad to be a part of more. Right. <laughs> One every day. All the single girls are like, heck yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I guess my last step is actually quite simple, but really hard for a lot of us. Um, just ask, mm-hmm. you know, just ask the Lord to redeem you, whatever you're struggling with, you know, whether it's big or whether it's small, just ask him, you know, he he is so powerful and yeah, you know, he could just do all these things, but he likes to be asked. He likes to, you know, have that relationship. He is our father in heaven. He wants us as his children to come to him and ask him. And if you're asking for forgiveness, 
you only have to ask one time. So when you ask him genuinely and fully lay it down at his feet, you do not have to come back to him every day following and do the same thing. Your sin is literally washed away the moment you do that. Um, I actually pulled my Bible out because this verse spoke to me during the Bible study I did, uh, but it's Isaiah one eighteen, and it says, though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. You just have to ask one time and you may still have healing to do, but you will be forgiven and redeemed through him. We believe the Bible is true, right? And so there are many scriptures that point to that. He throws them as far as the East is to the West, all these scriptures that mm-hmm. point to that. So many times, ladies, this is the problem, if you will. This is where there's a gap between reading scripture and knowing our scripture. This is why Brittany started with number one, read your Bible. <laughs> and <Yes>. half <laughs> believing sort of reading. I think I heard this scripture type of relationship because that's where the enemy can get strongholds. He knows Mm -hmm. that you've made a mistake, whatever that may look like for you. Don't you think that homeboy has been trying to throw it in your face as much as he can? He wants you to feel condemnation. He wants you to feel guilt and shame. So you'll separate yourself again from the father, but conviction, like condemnation is of the enemy. It is where he throws it in your face. He leads you to guilt and shame, but like conviction, repentance is God's loving kindness leading us to repentance and back to him. If it's not biblically sound, which you don't know, unless you're reading your Bible, then it's not of him. And so like all through your story, I could just see the enemy and how oftentimes I've experienced it so much too, with the things I've done that it, he just brings it up at the worst times. You're not a good mom because of this. You can't do this because of this sin. Like, and that's not God. God will never tell you that because he will tell you instead, you can do all things through me who strengthens you. Like come rest in me. Come, I'll give you my yoke is light. Like all of these scriptures that I just like hashed right there, but that's what the Bible says. Not (laughs) like from him and condemnation. I had to throw that in because no, that's when you get to, we'll do a whole nother episode. That's when you get to say, <laughs> boy, rebu- I rebuke you in Jesus name. Get out of my head. Yes. <laughs> okay. This was incredible. I do have two more questions. Mm-hmm. One is for the woman. So if there's a woman who's listening to this, who has experienced abortion, then what what is your first right now? You're listening to my voice. What would you say to her? I'm so sorry that you felt in that moment that that was what you needed to do. And God still loves you. Mm-hmm. And he's not going to punish you. He wants you to seek him and to lay it down at his feet. And he wants to wrap his arms of healing around you. And he wants you to have precious gifts and he wants you to be with him for the person who has not experienced that, but maybe they support, or if they know a loved one or a friend who has, what would you say to her? Be mindful when talking with women, whether you know that they have had an abortion in their past or not, you know, we know one in four women has had an abortion, at least one by the age of 45. And, you know, depending upon your views, it can be easy to kind of say, oh, how could someone do that? Or, you know, I don't understand why someone would do that. And those are valid questions. 
but when your friend is hearing those things, that's just kind of further, you know, deepening her wound. And she just needs a face of love to point her to the cross. Yeah, I I agree. When the constitutional thing, thing, (laughs) sorry, um, (laughs) happened this past summer, there was so much noise on social media and there was so good, bad, and ugly, right? We did a reel here on the Bendit Woman that was just, it wasn't even about the issue because that just wasn't where the Lord was drawing me. It was specifically for that woman who has experienced that, like, let me talk to you and exactly what you just said. And so I love that you said that to not only the woman who made that choice, but the women surrounding them, supporting them, because you're right. We don't know because most likely, unless you're Brittany and amazing and sharing your story for God's glory, most women may not share that. It might not be something you find out Mm -hmm. about, or unless you're doing life with them and you get to that level of like connection. Right. And so you always want to remember that old saying in like the nineties or something, it was like, what would Jesus do? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I think of that, like, oh, how would Jesus respond in this situation? And like my, our posture should be like the father, hopefully in a loving response and a kindness response and pointing them to Jesus because they still have a loving father who is literally waiting for them to come back to redemption. So wherever, if you've experienced it, or, you know, someone, if you know, someone go give them a stinking hug today. How about that? <laughs> yes. Yes. Thank you probably need it. <laughs> yes. You, we read in your bio, but also it says that you're pursuing or abortion recovery ministry. Can you share about some of the organizations that you're involved with? Yes. So, uh, the friend that I reached out to for help actually has founded an, uh, a nonprofit called we are everywhere. Mm. And it, she is working on getting out to other States. So you can go to we are everywhere.life and look at the resources on her website. The main mission is to equip the church to be able to help post-abortive women uh, find forgiveness and healing and how to, you know, communicate with these women, especially, you know, during sermons. Uh, It's a very hard topic for them to bring up during a sermon without, you know, making a woman in the audience feel shame, but there is a way to do it. And so I would encourage if you are, you know, looking for some resources, um, she has a lot of resources up there. I also am a facilitator for forgiven and set free. There are Bible studies, I believe, uh, most, if not all states, I would guess. Uh, That's the most well-known Bible study out there. I'm actually going to be hosting or co-hosting kind of, uh, mostly facilitating. I don't know. There's a difference, (laughs) but, um, (laughs) um, one of those Bible studies in January in North Dakota. But again, I would encourage you to look in your state if you're in a different state to find one of those. It's the Bible study I went through and I just can't say enough good things about it. If you, I should mention, if you don't want to go through it with a group, which I highly recommend, and again, I am someone who does not love group things. Like I <laughs> have had to teach myself to like those things. So I can sympathize with you or empathize with you, but you can order the study on Amazon. 
(laughs) So that is an option. And then the other ministry that I am involved with is called the PALS, uh, which stands for Post-Abortive Ladies. And we are a panel of women. We are a diverse group and we travel right now mostly in North Dakota, Minnesota, possibly some other destinations in the nation upcoming this year, possibly, but uh, we just share our stories and how the gospel healed and changed us and how, you know, no matter where you are, what you come from, you're not too far from being able to find that redemption and hope and healing. So good. Okay. I do have rapid fire questions that I didn't tell you about, but before that, where can we find you online? Where can we come in your inbox and say, Hey girl, Hey. (laughs) So I did just kind of, I'm just wrapping up the social media fast, but my Instagram right now is Brittany Poppy and my DMS are open. If you just need a friend or um, have some questions about some resources, you know, please feel free to DM me. That's probably the best place to get a hold of me. I am also in the middle of working to launch my own podcast that will focus on, you know, redemption, healing, and we'll talk a lot about abortion, but how also how it can relate to other things as well. And the title of that, I have, I'm kind of also like in the middle of a title change with that. It's going to be good, good news. And so, and then you'll send me all the links and then we'll share all the things over here so they can find you too. (laughs) We are going to switch gears just a little bit. And that was all so good, but we're going to end on a fun thing. And I actually didn't tell you about this. Sorry. But for each guest episode, we just do fun three questions. So the first one is some, what is something in your life that you're loving right now? Ooh, I am really loving daily grace co uh, Bible studies. Um, I'm like addicted and they email me all the time with new stuff. Yes. And they're Um, on sale like every day. I know I'm like, you know how to, you know, how to, you know, bait me in, but yeah, yeah. I, I, yes, I agree. Okay. Second question. What is your favorite worship song right now? What do you jam into? Right now I've been listening to unstoppable God on repeat a lot. I just love that one. Or I guess also God is in this story. I can't those two. I'm like, I gotta listen to those. (laughs) Yes. And I'll link them below because I'm actually obsessed with both those songs and both those people, but yes, those are good ones. Okay. Last one, totally random. Who would you like to play you in a movie? Ooh, (laughs) that's a tough one, but I think I'm going to have to say Candace Cameron Bure. I feel like I kind of just butchered her name, Um, but I just like, I love her. I love her acting and I love just who she is. And I think she's a beautiful person and I would be so jacked if <laughs> there was a movie about my life and that's who got to play me. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's a good one. Okay, Brittany, I seriously, sincerely, Uber, all the things, appreciate you coming on. I'm so glad we connected and I'm so glad that you were able to share your story. Thank you for that. And thank you for not only sharing your story, but giving women resources and hope and practical ways, whether whatever they're dealing with, that they can redempt them, redempt experience redemption. I did not know how to say that. Sorry. (laughs) Experience redemption. 
And I'm so thankful for that. So thank you so much. And thanks for coming on. Yes, absolutely. Sam, thank you so much um, for having me. I have really enjoyed this. Me too. Friend, I hope you were blessed by this episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. Before you go, quick things. One, can you follow us on social? I would love to get social with you. Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and YouTube all have the username Abundant Woman Co. Come say hi. Also, we have a free Facebook community that has women just like you building community, going after Jesus, and just making connections. Come join us there. I can't wait to meet you. And last, I would love if you could screenshot this episode and share it on your socials for a chance to be featured. Until next time.